Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and you know, these two ladies that we interviewed today on the show are crazy, and I mean that in the absolute best way possible. Both of them have decided in their lives at some point to jump into the deep end and not look back. Jacqueline Paradisi, when you hear her story, I mean, she just does things and doesn't even really realize she's doing the incredible, and I really mean that sincerely. Like, she's quitting her job and starting her own business. She's going in and buying properties all by herself. I mean, she has her family support, but she's leading the charge. So when you hear her story, I mean, you can't not get motivated by it. Just loved chatting with her. And Andrea McDonald is a longtime member of the Rockstar team here. We actually tried to push her away from joining Rockstar. You'll hear a bit of the story on this episode. But she does not take no for an answer. Came back to us and said she's absolutely going to work with us. She didn't invest in real estate when we when she started working with us. We basically told her she has to buy property. She went out, bought her first income property, helped um, finding tenants for a whole bunch of investors before she started working with investors herself and now has multiple properties and experience on tens of millions of dollars. I mean, I've lost count of uh, experience with income properties and just, you know, a, a great story. Another w- woman who just will not take no for an answer and jumps into the deep end and lives life on her terms. So we couldn't be more proud to be associated with these two people. Um, it was a lot of a lot of fun chatting with them. And uh, yeah, you'll hear more of the story. If you're listening to this, look, some of the things that we're most proud about when we're w- working with investors is that when we're buying properties as a group today, we believe we're helping ourselves and ideally we're leaving a legacy for our families and for our children. And part of the reason that we're so motiva- motivated by that, we really feel there's a hollowing out of the middle class happening in Canada and we're right in the middle of the of this. This is actually a global phenomenon that's happening, but it is really accentuated here in North America, definitely. And when we buy properties, we really feel we're buying assets that can help us avoid that destruction of the middle class. We've uh, taken some data on this kind of stuff and broke it out in different charts. If you don't have a copy of our report that describes the destruction of the middle class yet and compares property prices to income levels over decades, you want to take a look at this data. You can get that report at nomoremiddle.com. So that's www.nomoremiddle.com. So if you want to check all that stuff out, you can get that report there. Um, I think that's it for announcements for today. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, so we are live. Let me see. Jacqueline, can you hear me? I can hear you. Andrea, can you hear me? I can. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're, we're, we're I got to, you know what? You guys are going to have softer voices. Here, let me turn that up. So can you tell me what did you, that story about the silver? Why do you like silver? Do you like looking at the silver or holding I, silver? Uh, both. <laughs> I know. I have the same problem. That's why I want to hear it from you. <laughs> I do. I don't, I don't know. I think, you know what? I'm so into energy and everything right now these days. So I feel like maybe it's something to do with that. You I think don't... so? So like when you hold it. You... Oh, for sure. There's energy running through that sucker. You think so? Oh, yeah. That's oh why God, you love I it. I love this story about silver. Yeah. And it's like just so dense. Yeah. You know, when you pick it up. I love it too. Yeah. So uh, and the fact that it's a skull kind of helps yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the story, yeah. So now that we've said it's a skull, I'll explain. I went to go buy um, some gifts, kind of stuff at this place that sells gold and silver, and they had this ten ounce 
skull of silver. Someone had molded it into a skull. And I walked out of the store saying, I'm not going to be the person who buys 10 ounces of silver formed into a skull, like a skeleton looking <laughs> skull. And I got into the parking lot. I started reversing and I slammed my car into park. And I'm like, screw it. I need that skull. So I marched back into the store and I bought my 10 ounces of silver. And now it sits on my desk. And it's funny. Most people just think it's a paperweight. But mm. the people who know that it's 10 ounces of silver, mm -hmm. now more and more people are knowing that it's 10 ounces of sil silver sitting on my desk here. And I'm like, damn. Make sure you lock your, yeah, yeah, your yeah, door yeah, yeah. at night. Now it's just a test. Am I going to lose my silver or am I not going to lose my silver? Um, and Jack, now you know there's energy in it. Yeah. What do you think? Like, what kind of energy? You mean just energy from the silver, the elements? Yes. Of, really? Yes. I, yeah. I and your body likes it? Maybe, yeah. No, I, I'll buy into that. Especially, and gold too. I like yeah. just looking at it too. Yeah, I have a problem. But it looks like I'm not the only person who has no. this problem. So this is a good thing. So Jacqueline, how I just um, we've been working together, um, and not me directly. You've been working with Andrea. Mm. Um, how long? How long do you think it's been that you guys first got to know each other? When did you? When did you first hear of Rockstar? Do you remember? So I I joined in 2006. No, no, sorry, 12. 2012. 12. Okay. And I've heard about it in 2012. So okay. it was December. I probably heard about it in my march or something like that and then you started working did you did you have this goal to like buy when you heard of us did you have this like was this this something you were going to no. do buy real estate so no. what, what i don't yeah i'm curious what's your story so, like you because okay so my background is i'm a home stager and i found you guys because i was a home stager looking for you know investors to you know get into who were staging properties makes sense sure yeah, yeah so i love doing vacants and and i don't love doing the occupieds i still do some of them but but i knew where my target was and that i wanted to either work with builders who wanted to do model homes or i wanted to work with investors who you know needed to sell their properties because they were flipping them so i was in search of that and and came i came across actually irwin i found irwin first, Mr. Hamilton, and I'm from Stony Creek. So I found that and thought that was amazing. And then all the connection from, you know, you guys to him after that, I found you guys and signed up for the newsletter only because I thought I got to figure out what, what's going on here. Like, how could there just be a, a, a an agency that's that's only selling not or so only buying, not selling? Uh, that seems way too perfect for me. So <laughs> I signed up to the newsletter and got it. And um, and then kind of got started getting hooked on these friggin' newsletters. Like it was ridiculous. I liked reading them. The stories were great, and that that wasn't my point. But but I liked them. So you know, some from March till December, I was kind of playing around with it, and and I didn't know really what else to do with it. I had marketing sort of made up, ready to go for something like that, but didn't know how to approach. It's not really. I'm not a, a very um, hard sell I, I'm I don't know how to kind of go after that kind of business but I knew you know I knew I liked it and thought that it looked like it was a good fit but in between all of that I had um, before all of that I had signed up for a course that I took a five thousand dollar online course that I took that I ended up buying a property first before all of this so in 2011 I bought my first property before you guys and um, and bought it off Kijiji it was weird and scary. I forgot that story. Oh, my God. So, so you took this $5,000 course, taught you a bunch of stuff about real estate, and yeah. then you just combed through Kijiji, found a property? Well, that was the course. The course was say, was saying to buy, you know, um, like, like low, I can't remember. Like motivated seller kind of stuff? Yeah, motivated seller. And then, and then... Um, and then I think adjust the rents and then re reappraise and pull money and then do it again. 
and and you know try and find these properties in good areas that that did that was really hard but I found one on Kijiji that seemed to fit but it, but it wasn't it was at market value and I kept I was struggling because it wasn't what my course was telling me to do but I really liked the property and I kept going back to it <laughs> it was a triplex in St. Catharines and it was 240,000 I think he had it at and it was an older building 1970 or whatever but but and the guy was super nice like like mentorship worthy he was so amazing and he's I still talk to him today like he's he was amazing so he's the perfect sort of first person for me to not get shammed or whatever but um yeah no so I I kind of went ahead with that and, and got that property shitting my pants or that's sorry, crazy sorry. good like, for you you're yeah. you're married married right? my husband was like thought I was a whack job like thought yeah. I was crazy but <laughs> But didn't, you know, still sort of supported it. He really, uh, he actually knew somebody that knew this guy, this seller, and um, and heard great, great reviews about how great this guy was. So that made him more comfortable that he wasn't some scam artist. And uh, I don't know, we kind of went for, forward with it and, and just bit the bullet and did it. So it was it was scary, but at the same time, it was fun and exciting. And it's funny how many of us have taken a five thousand dollar course to teach us how to buy a piece yeah. of real estate? Because I've done the same thing. I make and the reason the five thousand sticking with me is I once bought a five thousand dollar box of tapes. So it was like well before online, but we've all kind of gone down that path. But it gives you the kind of confidence. Yeah, you know, you get some education around it. But still, looking back, I'm like, what was I doing spending that much money? But we've all been there. Yeah. we've all done it. And I uh, thought this like five thousand was a crazy amount of money yeah, for totally. me then. And then I and then I was so upset because I didn't really like the model, like, <laughs> and didn't follow it. Like the first property I bought was not even according to what she's telling us to do. But then again, the, right after that, I found you guys. So I bought this thing I think in October, and uh, had had found you in between there already anyway. But um, also I was I was trying to find somebody to work with me agent wise. And, and I ha had somebody who helped me buy this one. Like he wrote up the paperwork and stuff and made sure that I wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, but then right after I did it, he obviously didn't like the model either and was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. I'm not working. You know, she, I paid him like 500 bucks to write up the paperwork or Got something. Yeah. And he, he kind of like cut me loose right away. And I'm like, crap, now what? Now I need to find an agent. <laughs> So right after that, I, I went to the, the event in or whatever it was, Fast sure. Track in, in December and signed up on the spot. And I remember walking up to you and saying like, hi, I'm the stager. And I'm like, what a moron like that. They, I told you, oh, I'm like, really? not a hard yeah. sell. I can't. <laughs> I thought, well, this is a good opportunity for two reasons, because, you know, I can tell yeah, them that yeah. I'm a stager and maybe they need me. It was so silly, but. Oh, we were probably so clueless about yeah. what we were no. doing, Jack, and we didn't even, I didn't even know what you were saying. I didn't even know what we were doing. I said that we're still in survival yeah. mode, but uh, cool. And so then that's when I guess, did you guys meet then shortly afterwards, yes. Andrea? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm curious, your husband, is he as supportive of what you are doing now? It's been years later since you oh bought that property. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, He's, okay. Yeah, so the first totally property, amazing. he was like, what He's are you doing? He's come around. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now he actually has more of an opinion, which makes it a little bit harder, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are he's, you yeah. are you still the driving force because you've gone on oh to buy God, other yeah. properties? Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't. He's he gets the mortgages, and yeah. he. I mean, I was saying we were just at the at the the VIP event, and and at our table, you know, it's Michelle and I who are always there without our husbands, and and the table was curious and questioned and thought it was weird, but I'm like, no, I don't tell him when I have to fix a toilet or yeah, like, he yeah, knows yeah. nothing. Yeah, if we, I tell him if I sell a property. Yeah, you know, but, the same but anything big, I don't say anything like, well, we're building steps at one of the properties. I'm not going to tell him that he yeah. doesn't need to know all those details and doesn't care. Yeah, good for you. So, yeah, no, he's. Uh, uh, you guys are and, and you're Andrea. So your story is kind of interesting, too, because Jacqueline, I don't know if you know this, but Andrea 
found us because she knew Mike. I guess that's how you first found us. You knew Mike. Mike DeZormo was working with us. Andrea then shows up one day in Burlington when we're at our Burlington. No, actually, I kind of met you uh, briefly at Keller Williams. You came into one of our, our yes, training classes. Yes, I think I we came in at one point there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I guess you got your real estate license and she walks in the door. I don't know if you know this. And she's like, I don't know the exact words, so correct me if I'm wrong. But Andrea says something like, I've decided I want to work with you guys. And I'm and I'm looking at this young lady and I'm like, uh, I was 25. You, yeah, yeah, 25. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> do you know, like we do crazy, like we're not like a regular kind of brokerage. We deal with like rental properties. And, you know, at that point, we, I've, I had ripped out toilets and yeah. destroyed walls and dealt with leaky <laughs> basements and dealt with hoarders and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if you want to be working with us. I don't think this is right. Why don't you go away? Go away for a week or two. And if you still think you want to work with us in a couple of weeks, come back. Or something like that. Yeah, and you gave me the hard sell, like not to work with you. Yeah, don't not work with us. Yeah, <laughs> try and, to scare me. And it wasn't like a reverse psychology approach either. It was like, really, I don't think you're you want to work with us. And then she comes back like two weeks later, and she's like, Yeah, no, I thought about it, and uh, I really, I think I'm going to work with you guys. And I'm like, Oh, I think I went to Nick. I'm like, I don't know. I think this Andrea girl, I don't know, she's gonna work with us. She has a real estate license. <laughs> Looks that way. Yeah, and then we, uh, and then you at that point had you bought an investment property yourself? So when I started working with you, no. Put the mic right, right. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Um, when I started working with you, no, I started 2008. So it's been 10 years now, which wow. is crazy. Wow. Um, but we had purchased our first personal home 2007. So like the year before. Got it. So when okay. I was 24, we bought our first property. And then it would have been, so I would have started 2008, October. And then in 2009, we bought our first property. Because that was back in the days where you couldn't work with any members one until yeah, you had right. a, until you had a property which is fair and we had to go through putting together a whole bunch of home hunter deals too yeah, Do you yeah, remember yeah. that? Oh, totally. So, Jacqueline, yep. we were like, you know, Andrea, you're not going to be able to work with an investor like Jacqueline <laughs> until you own an investment mm-hmm. property yourself. So, you got to go own an investment property. So, doesn't she go? Did you convince JP, your husband? To, yep. Was he your husband at that? No. Uh, no, he wasn't yeah. husband at, my t- wow. at that time. At that time. Yeah. But you convinced him that you guys were going to buy a property. Yeah. Because I was like, I, I can't work with investors until we purchase property. Yeah, so, so that, we're going to go do this. And that was our model yeah. getting people to work with us and forcing yeah. them to buy property. We're like, look, you're going to be an investor one way or another so you better go buy a property so you convinced jp is uh he's obviously supported it you guys went and For did sure. it um and then um we Jacqueline, I don't know if you know this, but Andrea was forced to go just do fills on vacant properties for like oh, a wow. year or longer before we would let her work with an investor. Because we're like, after you filled up like a dozen properties, then you know what it's like to be an investor because you're yeah, dealing but with. But that's vacant. brilliant. Makes yeah. sense, right? It yeah. was hard work, but looking back, I can't. Walk. Yeah, but looking back, because we don't really make people do that much stuff, and more if any more if they're an investor and stuff. The the barrier to work with investors, we've kind of pulled it down just a little bit because we put people through like Andrea and like JP mm-hmm. through like a year and a half of hell. We were like, oh my God, they were making no money. We don't know why they didn't leave us. They made no money or very little money during that time. And it was hard, hard work. But again, to your credit, you just stuck through it and you became really, really good at finding tenants, filling vacancies, 
dealing with investors and the tenants, negotiating stuff. Yep. Although I probably didn't enjoy it that much during the time. Like looking back, that made a big difference in you know what I could offer to investors. You know, when I was then coaching them on how to fill properties because I had been through it so many times and dealt with a whole bunch of different tenant issues. The, to then have a tenant, like have my own property on top of that at that point too, you know, really kind of molded how I was able to service my members. Yeah, totally. And I think in our defense, I think now we do meet some people who work with investors who are a little bit older than we all were when we started. Yeah, totally. So they have some experience in that kind well, of stuff. Well, that was kind of a big barrier for, for me personally, maybe not you guys as much, but I was 25, you know, just kind of starting out in this. And it took me a bit. I think that whole process just helped with my personal confidence. Like I knew all this stuff. But to sit across from someone who was like my dad's age, and I'm like, let me tell you about investing yeah. in real estate. Here's how you're going to make money with <laughs> right? rental properties. Yeah, Until yeah, yeah. like I, I actually sat down and like had a one-on-one -on -one meeting kind of like explaining to my dad how I did it. He was like, yeah, you know what you're talking about. He's like, it's just you have to have that confidence in yourself. So going through that whole process helped me you know, get to that point where I felt good doing it. Yeah. yeah. It, you were, we were either going to burn you out or you yes. were going to survive 100%. And, you, and you survived. Yeah. And then, so when you guys started working together, were you feeling comfortable? Like, did you take Jacqueline out and just start looking at properties? Yeah. Were you in the mode then at that point? I can, I can help people at that yeah, point. That that's years been, later. Yeah. That would have been like three years yeah. into it or so. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Got yeah. It. We kind of clicked right away. Like I always remember the first sit down I had with you, we were doing like our yearly plan out meetings. So it was like a whole bunch of people right after a whole bunch of members one after another. And I was like running late from one of my first ones. And we sat down and Jacqueline's very like thorough. Yes. Right. And she was like, we are running late and I wanted to discuss <laughs> these things. I did. Yeah. Well, just like not in a oh. rude way, but very, you're like, to me, you're a pit bull. Oh. Right. Like, but in a good way, like you're very like, this is what I'm here for. This is what I wanted to discuss. And let's make sure we have time to get it done. I was like, oh, I like this. Wow. Why, why were you? Why were yeah. you so clear? Do you think most? People well, because leave... I had just I was I had just come off buying that one property and I was like totally ready to do it again. Yeah, got it. OK. So the, so I bought in October, met in December mm -hmm. and I bought this next the next one with you guys in yep. February. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Good for you. And mm. so why, what were your reasons? Were you doing, did you have like, we tell everyone, and I don't know how often people actually outline them, like that you need big goals in real estate because if you don't have pretty big goals or reasons why you're doing this, you'll sell your properties really quick at the first sign of trouble you'll sell your property. And if you sell properties early, like that triplex you bought in St. Catharines, if you sell it within the first six months because you have your first tenant issue and you don't feel like dealing with it and you get frustrated by it, you're going to lose money because mm -hmm. the real estate fees and the yeah. land transfer mm -hmm. fees that you paid up front and the mortgage penalties, you're going to lose money. So we tell everyone like, try to have some sort of reason as to why you're doing this. Otherwise you're going to lose money. Did you have that? But I say all that. And sometimes people have no reasons. They're just like, I'm going to buy some property. Did you have a specific reason no. or were you just going in? I just knew I, um, I liked the way it made me feel yeah, so weird, it. but yeah. like so the adrenaline felt... that you get from it and, and wanting to do it again. And I, I, I don't know if I was searching for something else and it was like, not even about that. But for me, it, it was filling something that I needed. Like it was an emotional thing. And how did you, that's, that, that's really interesting. And how did you handle the first time you must have had a tenant issue at one point that just kind of, cause you didn't have properties before the, that triplex in no, St. Catharines. I did. Um, I didn't really, I, I, I rented our cottage. So I had that kind of experience not, not the same, but, and I honestly have more problems with that than I have with any of my tenants now. 
I didn't, I, I, the only one I had, we did, we bought that property in February and the only tenant I, or problem I really had was that one, was when we, we filled it with a rent to own. She was great for the first little while and just kind of kept always paying late, but always caught up. And then we eventually got her evicted. Mm-hmm. But and that was really that the was only bad the worst one. Of it when you but think about honestly, it. when that was happening, like I know people get scared of stuff like that. For me, when that was happening, I hated the, the inconvenience of it. I didn't like the stress. I didn't like the way it made me feel. But I also felt like I wanted it to happen because I wanted to know what to expect. Like I wanted to go to the tribunal. I wanted to serve the, oh you know, and one. Who Jeff, are you? This Jeff is Lynn's amazing. One of those members. You are amazing. Yeah. I'll talk to her and she'll be like, oh, yeah, three months ago, I was at the tribunal. I evicted my tenant and I refilled it. What? Where other members like you, you're kind of with them through the whole process, which is great as well. But she'll be like, oh, yeah, I did all of this. And, you know, we're all good now. And I have a great tenant. Like, where, oh. does it, where does that come from? <laughs> I and didn't the even know there was anything the, No, but the reason Andrea is sharing it that way is because yeah. over the years, I think big, a big part of the reason that we're here is to try to help people when they hit that problem with a tenant. Completely. To, and, and we tell them, hey, look, you can call us. Call us if you have any issues. We might not even be the solution, but we will know how to get the solution or who to call. And sometimes that gives everybody peace of mind. But then every once in a while... We meet people like you who just handle everything and mm. want to see. It's almost like you're testing yourself and to see what what, yeah. what is going to happen next. Where does that come from? I don't, I don't get know. It. Um, no, it comes from somewhere. Your upbringing? I don't know. Do you have siblings? I have are, the two, yo- are you the youngest of I'm 10 kids that have beat on three, you? I'm the youngest of three. Two older brothers. <laughs> okay. No, my parents split when I was 12. I don't know. I've, I don't know. I shouldn't say I don't know. No, but, but okay. So your staging company. How did you start that? Because you're 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 self-employed. Um, I um. <laughs> because you do a lot of things that like investing yeah. in real estate is not quite normal. Let's face it, right? Yeah. I think it's four percent of all mortgages in Canada, something like that, are like to is investors. It that low? Th- this is a stat I picked up like eight wow. nine years ago, mm-hmm. so I don't know how accurate it is today. But let's, it's a small amount. And I think it's funny because when you invest in real estate, I'm like, you don't. Like, yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah. you I just know, think it it's so yeah. common and like yeah. what you should do that yeah. I'm always like blown away yeah. when people well, don't because, consider uh, that. Well, because somebody was mm. showing me an infographic from the Toronto, I don't know which paper, I think it was the star, but don't hold me to that. Maybe it was just a, an amalgamation of all the data across different media, but like 80% of any news article that has the topic like landlords or something is like a negative article. So I think in the press... It gets this negative For vibe, sure. like in, investing in real estate. And it's always the horror stories that yeah, hit the always, press because yeah. they're the exciting stories, right? Yeah. You never hear when someone just profits from a property over the years and hands it down generation over generation. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's why you 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 impress us the way you behave. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the company, <laughs> how did you start your own company then? Yeah, because so that's another I, um, crazy thing to do. I, 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 I got... Uh, I quit my job quickly, fast, really without any notice. Um, and and that's, I just had a, a sheet that I went to a home show and saw, I couldn't even actually remember the word staging. I had to, I kept saying to my husband, what what was that word at that, that place at that home show? Because I could never, and I filed it. I had a, like a newspaper article filed and I went to my the filing cabinet and I looked through the filing cabinet until I found it. And I'm like, oh yeah, staging. Because this was, this was 2006. And it was pretty new back then. And and I, I pull this file out and I'm like, okay, well, this was the, the lady in the course and I saw that at the booth and it was interesting and it was, you know, that you you make these houses look better when they're listed for sale. And uh, 
and I looked up the course on from that newspaper article and I took the course. It was a three-day course. Now, I, I have an interior design background, so that, I mean, that's kind of always where it's I've been, you know, from the long haul But anyway. was that your corporate job before you quit? Something, yeah, so the, the job before, yes, yes, okay. yes. So, okay. I, yeah, I worked for a window covering company and bedding and carpets and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's but that's what I had just left. And I had been there for six years, and before that I was at another company for 12, so I'd been doing it a long time. So that was, I felt like a really good segue because it's, you know, doing something on my own. I still sort, I still sold, sold blinds and stuff too. I didn't just, you know, kind of jump in. Um, and yeah, I took the course. I had friends that were agents, got my first job, did it basically for free. It was ridiculous. My first couple ones were, you know, just to get pictures and be able to show some before and afters and stuff. But that's kind of how it went down. Yeah. Quit your job. You start this company and you've been running it now for how many years? Twelve. It's like 12. 2006. 12 years. So you just do stuff on really intuition and feel. Yeah. Like if something yeah, feels yeah, right. Sure. Like that's why you're talking about the silver. It feels yeah, a certain way. Yeah. I operate. Uh, Nick always makes fun of me because I operate my whole life a little, quite a lot on how I feel about something. Oh, for sure. Like I'll look at the data and if the data just doesn't kind of even make sense, I'll still do something if it feels right. And Nick doesn't? He does, but he's he wants the data. Mm-hmm. He wants to analyze the data, right? So we kind of complement each other that way, I think, a little bit. And yeah. he'll say the same thing, that sometimes we have made the right decision by looking at the data. Yes. You know? <laughs> when he's like, Tom, okay, this obviously does not make any sense. But like, yeah. have, you had, have you made the right decision looking at the data but not felt right? No way. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. You're right. Yeah. This feeling yeah. still probably yeah, in a totally. trumpet. And and when I quit my I remember when I quit my job, the data was not right. Mm. Like mortgage on my house, well, my wife sure. is not yeah. working, two kids. I had a quote unquote really good job, well into the six figures, annual, you know, bonus, commission, stock option kind of stuff. But in my in my gut, I was going to say my like I'm in my heart, but in my gut I just felt like this is not right for my life. You know, when, when you just, I don't know if that's how you felt. Is that, yeah. That's that, exactly how I felt. It is, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Where does that come from? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I wish I could hone it a little bit better. Yeah. You know, because sometimes for me, it's, uh, yeah. Sometimes it's just, I, it's intuition, I think. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got it. You know, whether you, I mean, that's corny, but whether you believe in that stuff or not, but it's, you know. Yeah, no, I don't mm-hmm. think it's corny at all. I was reading something that's just said you have that much, in our gut biome, we have however, however many bacteria that we have. I know I'm way off on a tangent here. That's right. But we have a lot of bacteria in our gut biome. And that the gut reaction that we have is actually that bacteria reacting and you feel it. Mm, like you have that much bacteria in your gut biome that there is really this other kind of like thing going on in your body. And when you when we all talk that we have that gut feeling, it's actually that kind of bacteria responding to whatever's happening in our life. I know that sounds crazy and I can't even reference the book that I read that out of, but I remember reading that thinking, oh my gosh, maybe there's something to that. Um, Andrew, I'm curious with you, when you went to go buy uh, real estate, what were your, because you were in your 20s. So was it? And not married. Not Not married. married. Like you are, that's a big exception for us. mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, JP and I met. Was it also a gut feeling? I think so because yeah. well it's funny because JP and I were just talking the other day because we're about to maybe do something a little crazy like in our personal life and we had mm. said we're just not the people that are good feeling comfortable if something makes us feel a little uncomfortable and if we think that other people think that we're going to be crazy to do it it's probably the right decision for us yeah. 
No way. That's yeah. cool. I that's, love that. I think yeah. that's so right on. That's it. Yeah, we're just, uh, yeah. So I think that's kind of always been our thing that, and it's funny, like I'll tell someone like, oh, JP and I are doing this. And they're like, of course you are. <laughs> right? Or they're like, yeah, a lot of people wouldn't do that. Or And again, I think it's that mentality of, you know, it for us, it's normal to do stuff with property and investing in real estate, where to others, it's, you know, just not the norm. Um yeah, yeah, so if it makes you. us feel uncomfortable, then we're we're good with it. And then what about your parents? Because you must have told your parents. And they, did they kind of hold you back at all? I think they saw the opportunity in it and were excited about it. Okay. Um, but it, it's funny because watching us do this and be successful with it and, you know, all the things that we've been able to do because of real estate, I still can't convince my parents to buy something yeah yeah, yeah. you're either <laughs> just you're a different either, mentality totally. right or yeah. yeah what what do you think is the craziest stuff you've had to deal with on any pro is there is there anything you've dealt with with Jacqueline yourself any member you know investor you've worked with that stands out at this point like in terms of with tenants yeah, and things yeah, like I'm that curious. um I think there's been a lot of crazy ones over the year like we've I've had one bad one and that was my one in Hamilton I called him Eeyore okay <laughs> so they were probably in our property for seven years actually initially set up to do a rent to own at the end of the first three years you know we would extend 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 um but he was the type of person that every time you called him like hey james how's it going i'm okay <laughs> right so that's why we called him eeyore because it was just oh, he had geez. this like negative vibe and negative energy so he just turned into a bit of a disaster that we eventually had to so was he straight them. renting at the end of that they ended up going yes to straight rental okay. um and then it was just you know they were always late on rent would always catch up but it was just always something 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 so then we finally got them out of the property and we were going to fix it up to then sell and move on to something else and that was our first property we ever purchased too um and like jp went to go do some work in it and there was like all this like cat poo and pee yeah, like in it. between like the walls in the back like mm. it was like a nasty kind of job you guys to had to gut up. that one right down i feel like the bot like the it was a four level back split so the very lower level we kind of like tore all up and redid it and then we actually ended up just for sake of getting a better return on selling we did gut the main floor and put in like a brand new kitchen and just you staged it actually remember oh yeah yeah well, just recently or a year uh, ago. A year and a half ago, yeah, two years yeah. ago, yeah. I didn't realize cool. that was your first property. Yeah. And so you sold that one. Yeah. And then um, did you push? Uh, yeah. Well, so that one, when you sold the, uh, the, the property, why did you sell that one? I think it, so it was one of those properties for JP that yeah. he was my handyman before I, ne like now he doesn't do any work in our properties, but that was our very first property. So I'm like, you need to get this done or do this. And going through the process of like having to clean it up, he's like, I hate this property. <laughs> Just let's get, get of rid of life. it. So it was more so like, let's, you know, this was our, our good first property, but let's, you know, move on to some different things. Well, and how long point. did you keep it too? That must've been a well, while. Yeah. Over seven yeah, years. So yeah. we had originally, this is crazy, four level detached Four level boxwood detached in Hamilton on the mountain. We purchased it for two thirty five. Wow. wow. What did you what did you sell it we for approximately? We sold it for I want to say like four twenty or four twenty five. Yeah. Even yeah. that was still a year and a half ago before all of that the craziness. Yeah. We sold it just before yeah. everything went crazy. We're like, oh we should yeah, have kept it. Yeah, if we <laughs> held it for another year, it'd been yeah. like five twenty five. Totally. Yeah. Totally. yeah. 
But yeah, how are you going to time that kind of stuff? Yeah, you never know. Yeah, It's funny with real estate, I always find that there's some properties that become your babies that you love forever. And there's some properties, it doesn't matter what you do to it, it always has problems. For sure. You know, and you just hate those properties and you want those properties like out of your life kind of immediately. How do you you handle handyman type stuff? Do you have some contacts? Like, are you- I do. I have, so I have my, I have three properties in St. Catharines, one in Stony Creek and we just sold the one in Kitchener. Mm Um, so I manage them all, but I, I don't really ever go there. That was something we were talking about the VIP dinner as well. Like I, I just have a handyman that's on call, not, you know, not a property manager that I'll manage the tenants and the problem and try and get to the bottom of it to the point where I can give the information to the person that I need to send out. So it's either the handyman or I have a plumber or I have an HVAC guy. I have just different people that I send for different things. And so over the years you've collected the contacts, you have the, do you ever use the app Jiffy? Do you no, know about Jiffy? No. It's this app you put on your phone. Do you know about Jiffy? I know it. I haven't used it, though. It's been really good. I've only oh. used it a few times so far. You put it on your phone, and it's basically like an Uber for any type of handyman contracting wow. services where you can just kind of select your city. It doesn't operate in all cities across Ontario right now, but it looks like they're expanding. And you can just say, like, I need a plumber tomorrow. So if you go on at 11 p.m. and say, I need a plumber, like, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., and you put your request on there, just like an Uber will kind of, you'll, you know, you'll, it'll look for the different cars that are available. Mm-hmm. It'll look for the different contractors that are available. And within a few minutes, somebody reaches out to you saying, I can be there tomorrow at 8 a.m. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, it's really good. And so, they're good people? So far, wow. we've only used them a couple times. Mm. So this is not like a big endorsement yet. We're just no. still testing them out, but they've been really good. Mm, interesting. So they themselves are not the contractors. Jiffy's just the app yes. that looks like it puts you in contact with different contractors. But so far, it's pretty good. And then you rate the people kind of like you would on anything else and that hmm. kind of stuff. Neat. So uh, yeah, just keep that yep. uh, that one in mind. It's pretty handy. Um, and and just going back to the craziness, at this point, we've seen a lot of crazy stuff in properties from properties burning down. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, I, I want to say their names, but I don't know if they want me to say their names, but we have members that have been here, have worked with us for a long time. Their house burnt completely down. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, Jacqueline? No. Yeah, we have these members. They kind of started just a bit before you. You know who I'm talking I about. I just talking, don't have yeah. their permission to say yeah. their name, so I won't say their names. They bought a bunch of properties, and uh, one day their tenants installing a water softener in the basement, thinking they're doing a good thing, installing a water oh softener. And God. with the blowtorch, I guess something catches fire. Whole house burns to the ground. Oh my God. Can you believe that? But like you, you know the way Andrea, you're saying Jacqueline just handles so much stuff. Yeah. Like you, they just called us and said, because we expected full panic, but they <laughs> called us saying, you know, just wanted to let you know a couple of days ago, a house burnt down, but the, the <laughs> tenants are fine. And uh, I think it was State Farm at the time. State Farm's so. putting them up at a hotel and paying for the missing rent and everything. Oh and everything's good. And, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to let you know our house burnt down. Wow. Oh my God. But in the grand scheme of uh, things, percentage wise, um, these stories are far and few between. You know, I think there's a difference between people who look at a situation and they can find the good in it or the opportunity, you know, because sometimes I'll have a a member where their very first tenant is leaving and they're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm going to have a vacancy. I'm like, no, this is like an opportunity. You can possibly get in there, do a little bit of work. You'll get a new tenant with higher rent. Like look at everything bad, like in quotations, that happens as an opportunity to do something good with your property. Yeah, right. We're, there's, we're, I don't know. There's no, just that's always perfect advice. Where's that coming from with you? Is that something you had to teach yourself? Maybe I, I think I'm just at a point now where like I'm done with negativity. Yeah, like I don't want to be around people that like take me down. So I've over the years kind of removed myself from that mindset where I'm like, yeah, we could sit here and talk about how awful things are right now, or we could figure out how this could be a good situation. 
right? What can you take from this scenario and do something good with it? Or how can it benefit you in a, in a certain way, right? Opposed to being like, oh, now I have to do this and my tenants are gone and now I'm going to have a vacancy. It's like, well, maybe you could cash flow an extra twelve hundred dollars yeah. a year now yeah. because you've, you know, done a little bit of a fresh coat of paint. You know, it could be something as small as that. Get a new tenant in there. Um, I don't know. I just think there's always an opportunity with every bad situation that happens. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and Jacqueline, you're agreeing. You're yeah, totally. I was thinking that the whole time you're telling the story about the house burning down. I'm thinking, well, they get to rebuild it. Yeah, yeah they, they actually got like a brand new house. New house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It ended up working out. Um, on the home staging front, where, what are some of the things that you can uh, tell, tell some of us who have no clue on how to stage a home? Is mm. there some kind of basic tips? Like is that you would tell somebody? Or do you just always go into homes that are vacant so you don't have to deal with like kind of getting clutter out of the way and that kind of uh, thing? Part of it. They were way, definitely easier. I just did a, I did a lived in uh, occupied home yesterday. Oh, yeah, they're just so much harder. Yeah. Than, and even you can still do a vacant and they can still be hard because, you know, they could still have, you know, dated floors and dated walls when they're vacant. But this vacant still always way easier. I don't know. I think with my, with my, you know, investing background, I really, really, really can connect with the home and the buyer that we think will be there because you think that way for tenants as well. Like you have, you know, a target market. So I just, I, I can really kind of grasp what needs to happen in a house and get it set up so that the functions are right in each area and so that it looks like it should for the, you know, the type of buyer that we think we'll get. And then how do staging companies work? Like, do you have like a stash of furniture yes. like how does that work so they do you there's have tons units? of di- i do oh my um, god so you're just collecting furniture all day long. i am I okay am. i am one of those stagers so there are definitely different levels of us and every level needs to be there so there's stagers that don't have any inventory that go in and do the occupied homes that i don't want to do and kind of just use the homeowner stuff so there's you know okay. different different kinds of stagers and then there's just the middle of the road people. And then there's luxury stagers that have super high end furniture, like the stuff for that Ruben. Mm-hmm. Oops, sorry. That, no, no, that you're Ruben would, yeah. would yeah. use, you know. So there's, all, you know, all kinds of levels of us. But where I sit is I have all my own inventory. I don't usually do, I never do any occupied homes that don't need any inventory. I, I have tons of stagers that I. Um, work with that I refer to to get anybody the right person so I I don't want the wrong you know I don't want to be the wrong fit for someone so are you moving people's furniture out and moving some of your stuff I'm not if we've gone on a consultation and had that to happen it wouldn't be me who does it Okay, um, but I do it. refer people who do that. Like if, if it's, you know, a pack job or a hoarding job or I have I have two stagers that I, you know, send there and then it might be the level of house that I need to be to put the stuff back in. They aren't the level of stager to put the stuff back in. So they'll do that part and then I'll go back in the stage it. Got it. What do you mean a hoarding job? Um, so just, like mm. people are just hoarders. Yeah, just, they really are hoarders. <laughs> I like that lingo. It's a hoarding job. Yeah. These people have everything yeah. in there. You got to clear it out. And they can't physically possibly do it themselves. It's too overwhelming. And okay, they get it. somebody who comes in and, you okay. know, holds their hand and, and supports them and gets it out. Got it. And then so I'm just fascinated by your business right now, though. Like you have to keep furniture at all times. Yeah. So do you have a warehouse? I have a warehouse. I have a 2,400 square foot warehouse. This is the property I think that you were telling. No, no. So she rents one right now, but then one of her most recent purchases was a lot in, or there's a house on it that you're renting. Yeah. So yeah, we, we are in a warehouse now 
and moved in September last year into this warehouse by the time I couldn't stand it anymore and had to find something, pick something, and and loved it. Like, it was a good solution. And moved in on September 1st, and on, like, September 28th or something, I I found we had been looking actively for over a year Mm -hmm. to try and find a property to, to, you know, either have a warehouse on it or a shop on it or be able to have one big enough that we could build one on it and couldn't find it. So I finally just moved into a regular warehouse. And then like 28 days after I moved in, we found a freaking property. Of course. Okay. And you bought it. And bought it. Okay. And this property has a rental. What is so it? it's a, it's just a regular house. It's in Stony Creek. It's, um, the lot is 70 by 235. Yeah. It's really deep. So it's big enough to be able to, you know, plop a shop down on it. And, um, and I just put a tenant in it. There's a garage, a separate garage on the sh- on the property already. That's probably about three or four hundred square feet. Mm-hmm. And I put a separate tenant in there, a handyman. He was amazing. I love him. And so I have the I have the property just breaking, basically breaking even right now without the shop. But then the whole plan and the whole thinking behind it is that you know once once we build the shop and I move there, I, I'm going to be paying rent from the staging company to the you know what is it called my bit the other business yeah, my investing awesome. bi- you know the investing yeah, yeah. so property. one cor- one corp is going to yeah. buy the property yes. your staging business is going to pay yes. rent to your other corporation yes you're playing now in the yes. big <laughs> this yes. is great so then then it will be cash flowing whatever my rent is yeah got it got it <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So that's a tough business. I didn't realize you have to store all yeah. that furniture. And then when you're, you hire, do you hire other movers to do the moving yeah. of the furniture so for we, you? Yeah. So we actually just recently bought a truck, bought a, did you know that? No, I didn't oh, know sorry. that. Yeah. 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 We bought a, a 16 foot cube truck to, to do the moving because I been, had been renting it all along and, um, and I've been paying cash to my guys. So I have movers that move the stuff in and out. And, uh, and I didn't realize how much money I was losing off the top just by paying cash to these guys and not getting the, the invoice for it. So that, you know, that turned into like, let's figure out a different way of doing this. I'm losing so much money from, from this. Like, you know, you don't realize. That's how we start, all learn you know, business. We all make all the mistakes. Yeah. I mean, that's how it's done. So, so we ended up buying a truck and the lease for the truck is like so much less than what I was renting trucks for. Um, but we didn't, we were still not sure. Maybe it's still a mistake. We're not sure. It's like the maintenance on them. We don't know if it's going to be good or bad. So far it's been amazing. It's way more convenient. And, um, and we, instead of the staging company buying the truck, we did another company. So it's called universal delivery and moving. Awesome. And they invoice universal concepts, the staging company. And then, yeah, so it's all. And so we have employees for that company. Um, I, I employ my yeah. stagers as well. If the stager is only working for me, then they're they're an employee as well. Jacqueline, you're an incredible story. You quit mm-hmm. your job. You start a staging company based on something that you couldn't remember the name of. Yeah. It's something <laughs> with a brochure that was somewhere <laughs> sitting somewhere. And now you have this company that you've been running for years. You're buying properties. You're hiring people. You're buying trucks. Mm-hmm. You're buying lots to put this off. This is like, this is just incredible. Like, mm-hmm. it's incredible. Just listening to and the thing is, <laughs> you make yeah. me sound really, really cool. No, no, but I mean, you know what? Listen, uh, we work with a lot, and we meet a lot of people who want to do what exactly what you're doing. They want to do what the, quitting their job, and they want to start their own business, and they're scared of making different mistakes, and rightly so. They're scared for their family, for their future. Like I can empathize with that. But you're someone who looks like they just went out and did it. And sometimes I think there's such a benefit to just yeah closing sure. your eyes and jumping yeah. into the abyss, and you know, making things happen. And I never know how hard, like sometimes people will come to me and, they'll, and to my face, they will say, Tom, well, 
I can never quit my job because I have like a mortgage and kids and I'm they're sitting across from someone who quit their yeah. job with a yeah. mortgage and, and kids and a wife and everything. Right. So I don't know how to respond because I want the best for them. But I'm like, I don't know, just so you know, like there's those of us out yeah. here, there's other people out here who've done exactly what you're saying cannot be done. So to hear your story, like it's really it's inspiring. Like it's wow. really cool. You should be proud. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think Jacqueline's attitude always is like, if it's meant to be, it'll work out. Yes, for sure. Right? Like we've said that a million times. Like if she, if something comes up with financing or a home inspection or whatever it may be, either we joke that she's so lucky and everything kind of falls into place or it's just that more of the attitude like, okay, well that wasn't meant to be, you know, the next opportunity will be the better one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's totally the right attitude. If I analyze some of the worst situations that I felt like were really bad in my life and I go back to them, there's always a great positive that comes out of it. Andrew, it's kind of like, yeah, to your point, when someone has a a property go vacant and Mm -hmm. you're giving the advice of like, well, you know what, you might get more rent. Anytime I have something negative happen in my life and we've had different negative things, I'm sure we all have. There's this beautiful positive thing that happens on the other end of it. You know, Um, we've had some of the craziest in this business We've had some of the craziest situations where, you know, the brokerage we were operating out of went bankrupt Mm -hmm. on us and we had to literally get a U-Haul truck and stuff everything in. But then we found that amazing place, the the coffee office in Burlington. And, you know, that kind of like was perfect for us at that time. It had a boardroom and it was the right price point for us. And it really kind of put us out on our own, whether we wanted to or not. We were basically forced to go out on our own because this brokerage went bankrupt. And that was kind of the birth of Rockstar. Like if Keller will, if that, if that brokerage in Oakville had stayed, um, I think they've reopened now. I'm not even sure. Um, but if they hadn't gone under, then we might've never had Rockstar, Right. So like, I always look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, like if it wasn't for that horrible event, this positive thing. And I tell my kids now all the time too, if something bad in their lives happens look for the positive yeah. within yeah. a few days pop the champagne yeah, yeah cuz something is yeah life is kind of balanced yeah. that way like I, I i'll also tell people i can never find balance in my own life like you're always busy in work for a few days or weeks or months and then you're kind of can focus on the family i can never really find the balance but throughout a year i can have balance right but there is balance in life with negative and positive mm-hmm. things you know, if there's something negative that happens, something positive is about to happen. And maybe I kind of downplay this too much to them. And maybe I'm a negative guy in this way. But when something really good in their lives happens, I'm like, don't get too excited. <laughs> right. Don't get too high. That's a good thing. Just kind of just stay right in the middle. there, yeah. You know, because, uh, yeah, I, you know, if the positive things happen. Yeah. There's got to be like a flip side to it as well. Right. Yeah. I kind of believe in that. But, uh, yeah, you are you are a real inspiring story. So, and look, you're buying rental properties throughout all of this. Not only did you quit your job yeah, and yeah. build your own business, you're buying properties. Yeah. <laughs> like you're a crazy lady. You are crazy in a good, in the best possible way. In the best possible, I mean that as a compliment, yeah. in the best possible way. And Andrea, you're laughing. You too. Yeah, You're in true. your 20s buying properties. Like, who are you people? You know? So uh, what's in what's in store for you guys? You and JP don't want to do what everyone else says you guys should do in life. So right. like, yeah, what's can the you next share thing? what you're... Yeah, are yeah, you moving yeah. to Brazil soon or No, Argentina so it's not or? as crazy as Mark's story of, you know, selling oh, his yeah, house and yeah, traveling yeah. the world. So we have been talking about, or we're actually in... It started into a conversation not even a month ago, and now we're looking to list our house for sale. What? Which I know. <laughs> it's really pretty. So that's my only oh downfall. So Am I going to get another that? shutter yeah. order? Yeah. I know. She did all the shutters in my house. And Both houses. Well, Both houses. Wow. That's true. Wow. And they're beautiful. So our thought is we have a beautiful home that we did a big renovation on, um, but a lot of our money is just sitting in there doing nothing 
So we, you know, we live in a nice house. That's great. Um, but again, we're like, well, what's next, you know? So what we're planning to do is list our house for sale, see if we get the price that would make sense. Because keeping in mind the renovations we did were not necessarily to go and sell, yeah. right? Like we put, we did a huge landscape backyard with a pool and all this so kind of stuff. So you overdid it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the but way we always overdo it. Always, always, always. <laughs> but with the intent that like, oh, we'll be here for 10 sure. years, right? Which I don't know why we ever thought that because that makes me itch. Like even thinking about like staying in one spot for that long. So we're looking to sell our house, maybe rent for one to two years and use our money to do like really big high-end flips. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy smokes. Good for you guys. And where yeah. will you live? Um, that's a great question. And <laughs> yeah, will the kids stay in the same school? Well, we're very lucky that in the area that we are in, Brooke just started grade one, and we didn't love the public school mm-hmm. in our area, so we ended up putting her in a private school in Burlington. So lucky for us, I guess. I guess but that, that means you can live anywhere. We and can just live anywhere. Yeah. So I think if... If she was in a school where she would then be changing school districts yes. and all that kind of stuff, I would be a little bit more hesitant to do it. Um, but yeah, we can live anywhere. We would rent like Burlington or Oakville, so we would still be kind of in the the area that we are. There, you know, our kids' day to day would be exactly the same. They would just be sleeping somewhere different. But the funniest thing, I said to Brooke because I was like testing them out. I'm like, so how, what would you think about if if we moved to a different house? oh that would be so cool i'm like would wow. you yeah i'm like would you care if it has a pool or not because to me i'm like well they have a pool and they swim <laughs> all the time and she was like no do you think the basement will be unfinished and we can color on the walls again yeah. and i'm like yeah maybe <laughs> that's and then, all they cared about yeah and then she said okay so in the next house when we're doing the work i want to stay at mimi and papa's when we're doing all the work and then we can move in and i'm like well we're probably not going to do renovations on our new house she was like, what? I want to do the work. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I'm like, well, we'll be doing it at a different house. So you can, so it's just cool because they've like been through that a couple of times now to see that process. And you and know, you didn't torment them. Yeah. And because that's always your it was fear a good experience, as a parent, right? Yeah. Like of, you know, uplifting, uprooting your kids and, you know, how they're going to deal with it. And they're resilient. They, we care. That's what JB said. He's like, you care more about those things for them than they actually do. Which is so true, right? Like, it's the typical, yeah. like, kid on Christmas where they don't play with the toys, they, yeah, they play with the, the box. box. Yeah. Right? My kids are forever coloring inside of a box, so. Yeah, yeah this is uh, good for you. Wow, I didn't know you were thinking that way. And, and to give everyone co- some context, you've been working with investors here at Rockstar for we 10 years, ten years now. Yep. And in the last, I want to say, couple years, you've also been working with Ruben Furtado and part of the Furtado group here at Rockstar, yep. who basically specializes in high-end mm-hmm. luxury homes. Exactly. So you've kind of found a nice niche for yourself now. So this kind of fits. JP's an accountant, yep. your husband. So you guys kind of have the skill set in a variety of different ways to handle pretty much anything that's going to come your way. The only thing, and this is advice I've also always given Ruben over the years, the only thing that freaking petrifies me from people like you when you talk about that is if the market ever changes and you can't hold the property in the middle of the flip that's always in the back of my mind so that you know those are kind of numbers with jp being an accountant when we first thought of this i then got an email with like 10 different scenarios and 10 different spreadsheets on what they would all work out to and kind of like the way that we're looking at now our worst case scenario would be that we would move into 
the property that we're renovating if we're if it comes to a time where like the market drops and we can't sell it um i think that's the plan so that that's why we have. wouldn't yeah. be holding good. two properties that's why we would choose to rent during that time frame then we wouldn't be pulling out extra lines of credit or mortgages to then fund the renovation because uh, it would be substantial and then, you know, as I said, worst case, we could move into it. And you guys want to do this because you just like that that We that love game. it. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like, again, with real estate, You have the right connections with Jacqueline way. sitting mm-hmm. here to stage yep. the properties. You guys are good to go. For sure. Yeah. There's a, and you know, over the years we've, that's something that I personally love too. And we've done well personally with our, our own homes in terms of going in, doing renovations and, you know, being able to increase the value when we end up selling them. So it's just a personal passion of mine too, I guess. So it's kind of exciting to be at the point where we're really going to try to execute That's cool. This. In this area, you think? West Pro- side of Toronto, Oakville, yeah, Burlington, Oakville, maybe? Yeah, Burlington area. Yep. Yeah, we're in the right area. I mean, yeah, just, sure. you know, yeah. we always kind of talk about population growth and people coming to Canada and what's happening in this area. Totally. Um, yeah, and then and just I just want to give everyone context if you haven't heard a, a bit of our story. The reason I, I just want to tell people, be careful on the market, mm-hmm. is because our parents went through a really rocky time in 1990 when the market flipped kind of in 30 days on them. Yeah. And they were doing luxury. You know, our father had bought that house 4,400 square feet for 750000 It's etched wow. in my mind. And interest rates went up 2.9% in 30 days. Wow. And that just destroyed the market. And it was really, really difficult on our family. Yeah. Like, really difficult. Like, that was a, you know, when you look for the positive in yeah. um, things, that that's where you, we really had to you look to hard. Dig deep for that, yeah. <laughs> that's where we had to <laughs> the look The positive hard. is that you have that story. Well, we have that story, <laughs> yeah. and we learn so much. Yes. And it's why when we help uh, investors who are beginning, so you're not a beginner investor anymore, you're not a beginner investor anymore, we focus on starter homes and good areas. Yeah. And sometimes people want us to help them buy a property in the middle of nowhere because it's a good deal. And we will drag them into a population mm-hmm. center because we're like, hey, when you have a vacancy, and Andrew, we've been through this on properties before. If you have a vacancy on a property that's in the middle of nowhere, it's going to be tough to find a tenant. Mm-hmm. So buy this property. Maybe it's even a little more expensive in a population center of like maybe 80,000 people plus because when you have a vacancy, you can put the sign in the lawn and you'll rent it out. And as you get experience, you can do what you want. You can buy on you know wherever in Ontario you think is going to work. But when you're beginning, just kind of cover For your sure. bases a little bit. So, Current uh, day example of that, I have a, a first time investor who just bought a duplex in Hamilton and was so, so nervous. Like everybody is, is anyone going to rent it? You know, is it gonna, how quickly is it going to rent? So it's currently vacant. We close in 30 days. So we've, you know, are trying to fill out before he closes on it. The amount of interest that we've gotten for both units, asking 1800 for top and 1500 for bottom. Just so it's what? Yeah, Tuesday isn't that crazy? Today? Oh, crazy. Yeah. On this coming Saturday, I already have 15 people scheduled wow. just for the upstairs unit. And the amount of inquiries I've had is blows my mind. This, this is what for, we wow. were, Jacqueline, we were just looking as a, as a team on Monday. We were just looking at the data on the amount of mortgage origin originations. Why can I not say that word? Mortgages that are created. <laughs> <laughs> um, and over the uh, since the beginning of 2018, as they've tightened the rules again, all mortgage levels are coming down. So people who are putting more than 20% down, you know, the amount of people doing that, the amount of mortgage, mortgages being created are, have come down year over year. And the amount of people who are putting um, less than that, so high ratio mortgages, is coming way down. And I think the mortgage industry and the government's probably applauding that, saying, hey, that's just such a, like, a wonderful thing. We have our mortgage market under control. And there is some truth to that. But when you're in a population center that's growing at the size of this area mm-hmm. and you have no one able to buy, or not no one, but fewer 
were people able to buy properties. What it does to demand on rent mm -hmm. is insane. Oh. So the rental demand is just going crazy right now. We used to rent out whole homes. I mean, when we started working with you, we probably even told you, Jacqueline, you could probably rent out a whole home for like 1700 bucks or something like that. We're renting out the top floor of those homes yeah. now for 1800 yeah. wow. My first rental Isn't that crazy? was 1500 for the whole four level back split. Yeah. And, and right? a, a friend of mine crazy. is all, will ask me saying, Tom, this cannot stop. And I'm like, what you don't understand is that, uh, sorry, this cannot keep going. And I'm like, you, what you don't understand is um, it's not that people, it can keep going because what people will be given to rent for the price they can afford just gets smaller. Because yeah. for 1800 before, you used to get a whole house. Yeah. And now for 1800 you get half a house. And maybe in five years, 1800 yeah. means two families are going to have to be in an area. And I'm not agreeing with any of this. I just mean this is the reality and we can either face it or kind of miss out on, mm -hmm. on what's happening, right? So it's one of those catch 22s when it comes to the mortgage rules that when they get more strict and it's harder for us to purchase, the silver lining almost is that now there's just the tenant pool has just increased so yeah. much more, right? So it's like if you can get in there and get a property, you're increasing your chances of renting quickly. And, you know, yeah, none of our investors have a vacancy problem. No, happening. not yeah, at yeah. all. And it's usually those people that are on the cusp of purchasing anyway. You know, they've got good income, you know, they're strong families. So you have good quality tenants as well now that I'm finding too. It's not. I think sometimes tenants have a bad rap for who they actually are. That's a good point. Right? But it's a lot of people, it's just they're the people that are just on the cusp of being able to get approved for a mortgage or the mortgage rules just change and they they were good for 5% down, but now they can't do 20 or whatever it may be. What um, what style of home, when you guys do these, if you do go down this path, will it be modern? Um, I or think it'll be a blend between the two, like be between like more contemporary and more modern cool um because i think there's definitely a market there for to get a more of a premium for the price when it's a little bit different you know we kind of joke that there's a lot of homes that we call like the oakville special which they're beautiful homes but they you know the they all look the same yeah, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with them like i appreciate how beautiful they are and that's probably somewhat similar to the style of my home right now but to have something a little bit different like anything right it, it's just going to draw more attention Jacqueline, what about you, uh, for you? What's next for you? Are you going to, you bought this house with this bigger lot. Mm -hmm. So is the next thing kind of developing that out for you? Yeah. So we, um, we've measured it and we're just, we, the, the property that the size of the property allows for a 1600 square foot shop. Cool. You want, but I'm in 2400. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So You'll I find a way. I know. Be a, so we have to minor variance. What yeah, about yeah. for two stories? Yeah. So we want to, uh, um, get a minor variance for and ask for 2,400 square feet. I actually just spoke to Vanessa oh, cool. about, um, yeah, about what to do. She would be the master yeah, of minor she, variances yeah. or maybe major variances. <laughs> yeah. Major, yeah. So she, and she gave me the name of her um, engineer. So, I'll, you know, cool. she, and he, I guess he does all those, all her stuff at the city. Anyway, so we're going to, I'm thinking, you know, in a perfect world, we'll do 2,400 square feet. But that if that doesn't fly, that's a way more than 16, right? So they might say flat out no. Um, but it would be, you know, the in between would be 2,000 square feet and then get a variance on the height and get a, a loft up top. Mm -hmm. But the goal for that property anyway is um, it's a great area. It's a great street. Where is it, you said? It's, it's in Stony Creek. It's right near St. Francis, King and, uh, King and Highway 8. 
Um, so it's right where King turns off and it's like my husband's a Stony Creeker. He loves he loves the area and it's below the mountain. He doesn't like above the mountain and blah, blah, blah. But uh, so he he that was part I of love the, you just dismissed his, yeah. uh, his blah, blah, whatever yes. he says, blah, blah, blah. But he did have a big, you know, he was a big part of that yeah, he property was. being yes or cool. no, which was weird because I'm like, I don't well, know Norm, if I like you coming yeah. to these anymore. Normally Why are Craig you here? doesn't show up when we look at properties, right? <laughs> so um, he uh, he liked it. And and somehow through all of this, um, the, we had a friend there that that is an architect and uh, um, he talked about, you know, you just kind of bought, we bought it. But, he, you know, he said, you just kind of bought a teardown. Do you get that? And I'm like, really? And Craig lit up, like lit up. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, okay. So he was all over it. He's like, yeah, you know, we can rent it. And in 10 years, we'll tear it down. and We'll build a bungalow there and we can retire and the shop will already be there. And, you know, and even if that isn't the case, it would be like, you know, a great investment to do that because it's, you know, everybody will want that. People won't, you know, have boats and want a store or whatever. Right. It's hard to find that. So we're pretty excited about yeah, that. Good for you guys. What a yeah, what a mindset to have for both of you guys to think that way. You know, and you're you're kind of uh, mentioned Vanessa's name in there. We need to have her on here oh, too you because should. Yes, yeah, for Van- sure. they're bringing out yeah yeah. So Andrea's worked with Vanessa. Yeah. Jacqueline knows Vanessa, and uh, she's someone who literally picks up houses with a crane, yeah. and twists and turns yeah. them and lifts them and crawls under them while yeah. she's pregnant yeah. <laughs> so yes. we need to have her on so people people won't even believe what no, uh, what she's what she's done but uh what's kind of just inspiring to me hearing you you're, you're, both of you guys share your story is think about like the next 20 years what's going to happen in your life and your life like if you guys are already have this much experience at this point mm-hmm. what happens 20 years from today like how I much know. experience are you gonna even if you just sit on what you have yes. now and just assign some appreciation rate to it. Make it tiny. Yeah. Make it negative for a few years yeah. and positive for... Like, what happens Completely. to both of your lives yeah. just sitting on what you've done now? Never mind what you're about to go do next. Right. So uh, we need to have you both on regularly so we can keep in touch with what you guys are, are doing. Um, can you... Um, Andrew, do you have a URL to hand out for you directly? I not y- do. It's not that... We'll updated save it for anymore, next time. Yeah. Okay, we'll bring you back on next time with an update. Jacqueline, what about yours? If I'm, someone... Universalconcepts.ca. Universalconcepts.ca for all your staging needs, yep. right? Yep. Um, furniture, decluttering, everything. But your 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 um your preferred thing is vacant properties. Yes. But you will do properties that have stuff in them that yep. people are living in them. Cool. And if I can't or don't or won't, then I refer. Yeah. I never it. really leave anybody with. Nope. Sorry, I can't. I don't. Like you know, last year when it was crazy, crazy busy, yep. I. I had to drop the ball on so many people so many times because I didn't have enough furniture or time or manpower to keep up with what was going on. And it killed me because my drive is for, you know, helping people and making sure that they can rely on me. And I had to, I burned you a couple of times. I think I had to, right? But I always found yep, someone. No, but she but, always refers someone out. And, yeah. Yeah. I feel just from uh, knowing you and listening to you, by you burning someone, you have everyone's best interests in mind yeah. and you're going to get <laughs> oh, their race. Sure. I don't feel like that's a, that's a bad thing yeah. at all. Yeah. But uh, thank you for thank doing you. this. I'm not thank sure you. you knew what we were going to talk nope. about today, but thank you for doing <laughs> this. And Andrea, thank you. This is great. Yeah. We have to have both of you guys on again. Thanks, guys. Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradzis. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Had a lot of fun talking to both Andrea and Jacqueline, um, two great women. And I really love hearing stories of other people who have done things like quitting their jobs and starting a business and started uh, investing in income property. And really a lot of us, if you're listening to this, you should know a lot of us have get gotten started in this without knowing what we're doing. We're just going out there doing stuff. So if you're listening to this thinking that you can't 
do something. Do not accept that as an answer. You absolutely can. Just find the right people to surround yourself with. You need some of that support so that when you do run into a jam or a roadblock or don't know how to make a decision, you can turn to people who've gone before you and get some answers. If you're looking for real estate information of any sort, you can find blog posts and articles and reports and free copies of our books and invitations to classes that we do at rockstarinnercircle.com. So that's www.rockstarinnercircle.com. You can get all that information information there. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. If you haven't had a chance to leave us a review yet on iTunes, we would love that. If you could take the time to do that, we appreciate that that a lot. It really kind of fuels our fire on this podcast. I think that's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.